Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning, hoping all is going well with you. We're just going to jump right into it here. There was a hearing on Thursday, August 4th in Ascension Parish, Louisiana. In this hearing, it was the second of two, to consider an ordinance that would ban Kratom in the parish. And in the first hearing, which I won't get into here really because I know people are more interested in this second one, but in the first hearing, it can be summed up as four people who came in to testify, uh, basically saying Kratom should be banned. One person was from the sheriff's office, one person and and said it, that it that said that kratom was synthetic heroin. <laughs> I'm I'm tripping over my words because it's that ridiculous. Then his daughter, his daughter, who is a former addict, current addict actually, and uh, is at you know an, a patient at Lifehouse, which is this uh, wellness uh, addiction center there. And his daughter said that she hadn't used any drugs in a while, but tested positive for fentanyl after taking Kratom, which, you know, you can only derive two things from that. Either she's lying or the Kratom vendor is selling Kratom adulterated with uh, fentanyl. And then a nurse that works at Lifehouse and then another person associated with another retreat and wellness center. It might have, he might have actually been associated with well Lifehouse as well, actually. I'm not sure. So that was the first hearing. This second one, a lot more interesting, a lot more being shared. And amazingly, I am not the type of person to say this ever. I see a conspiracy happening here. It's really weird, you guys. It's really weird. There were 16 people who testified at this second hearing. Six of them have a connection to Lifehouse Wellness Center. And... You know, that, that's six that they were all opposed to allowing Kratom to remain legal, okay? So these were Kratom opponents, all connected with Lifehouse. There were one or two other witnesses that were not connected with Lifehouse that also testified in opposition to Kratom. And then the rest were in favor of Kratom. So today I wanted to look a little bit at what everyone said and my takeaway from the whole thing. And I, again, I don't say it lightly. I see a strange pattern here. <laughs> and the Lifehouse wellness thing is, is a clue for you all, but um, we'll, we'll get back to it in a sec. So let, let's go over a little bit of, of what everyone said here. Item D, introduction of an ordinance to regulate the sale and use of Kratom in the parish of Ascension. And so we're off. And as we start, we have this first speaker who is essentially a, a former addict 
who is okay with the ban ultimately. However, she has some interesting little viewpoints she puts in, like this little one here. I've seen the ravaging of this drug as well as I've seen the benefits of it when it's used in the right way. But unfortunately, I've seen many children in different high schools and things like that coming to our facility at the Grove. I'm a part of the Lifehouse as, as well that deal with this because it is not regulated. So a few things here. First, she says that she's seen it, you know, basically ravage human lives, but also she's seen it work really well for people who don't abuse it. Personal responsibility, people. Personal responsibility. Next, she says that although it can be used in a good way, the fact that kids can access it and that it's unregulated means that that's why it should be banned. No, incorrect. The whole point of the pro-Kratom movement is to regulate it pretty much. I know there are some people who don't want to regulate Kratom at all, but a majority of people, and by the way, everyone at this hearing who is for Kratom, wants to regulate it and make it so kids can't have it. No, no one's in disagreement about that. Finally, important to note, remember she said she's with Lifehouse Wellness Center as well. Remember that she said that. Okay, we're going to move on to the next person here, and I think that what we're going to do is stick with everyone who said something that was in opposition to Kratom, and then we'll move to the other side. So we'll do that first. Good evening, my name is Melissa Bedrine, and I'm a Louisiana resident. On February 21st, 2021, my son Daniel died from acute metrogenine toxicity, Kratom. This was the sole cause of death. Daniel was 26 years old and married with two young children. Although the American Kratom Association would like you to think the Kratom industry is transparent, there is a lack of transparency by manufacturers and distributors. A majority of these companies do not list an address or a phone number on their packaging or on their websites. Then we have this mother, and this person has been at a few different things, I think. I've, I've read articles about her before, and definitely someone who has butted heads with the AKA. Um, I don't feel like I want to speak on the validity of whether or not the idea that her son died from acute metragenine toxicity is true or not. You know, like, I, I don't want to remark on that. Um, I don't feel it's my place. What I will say is that her entire argument ended up being about how the Kratom industry is not transparent, even though it, it says that it is, and her husband spoke actually later on in the hearing about similar things as well, about the sketchiness of selling it. A lot of different things like that, which, again, I just can't help but, but mention everyone genuinely mutually agrees that the kratom industry needs to be regulated in some way shape or form so that we know production is done correctly like no one's disputing that so i have yet to hear a solid argument for why kratom needs to be banned not not like you know like of course i've heard arguments for why it needs to be looked at and why it needs to be regulated but this is not an ordinance that regulates kratom it bans it why should we ban it Okay, on to the next person who's in opposition to Kratom. This person is a former addict as well, and this is a person who said that he was addicted to pain pills for like 12 to 16 years, something like that, and that he was finally off it and clean, but one day he had a pill of Kratom. I took it and was immediately addicted. Um, um, I will admit that I do have a very addictive personality. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of trouble with that. I have to go to rehab several times. 
over opiates, but um, the Kratom did exactly the exact same thing as Oxycontin and uh, Percocet, same thing. I took one single pill. Uh, a year later, I was taking 15 pills at a time. I was spending $300 a day. Uh, I make a very good living. I made over $100,000 and barely pay my bills. Uh, completely ruined my relationship with a good woman. Um, just, I'm in shambles today. I'm actually staying at Lifehouse right now because of it. And, uh, Okay, just remember, make another note, you guys. He's staying at Lifehouse, all right? That is now the second person who said that they are affiliated with Lifehouse. Okay, are you ready for the kicker? Here it comes. It's, it's a, I actually tested positive for fentanyl, and that's the only thing, as God is my witness, the only thing that I was taking was Kratom, and I tested positive for fentanyl. Okay, so this is when I started putting together a narrative. And it's more like they're putting together the narrative for me, and I'm just saying, okay, and nodding my head. I, I'm not constructing this out of nowhere, right? Like, this is now the second person between the two hearings that said that they were off of drugs for a while and then ended up falling back into, you know, rehab or testing positive for fentanyl when they swear to God, both of them saying that, by the way, they weren't taking fentanyl. It was only Kratom. And why would they have a reason to lie to you okay think about that for a second because it seems to me like kratom is a really really good scapegoat in that situation either that or the product is adulterated okay moving on i stayed at the life house because i was in active addiction when came when kratom first came out he's told you could buy it at the local stores i heard it was just like heroin i went to the store and bought some because i didn't have any heroin and found out it was just like heroin but worse Okay, we've got another Lifehouse person. Bingo, ring the bell. All right, come on. Does it, does this not seem weird to everyone? Lifehouse, 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 Lifehouse. Everyone's coming from Lifehouse. And it's just like, <laughs> I think that this is the first time where I legitimately may be believing in a conspiracy. <laughs> but like, come on, like, like, Everyone who's in opposition to Kratom happens to be at the same facility? Really? Like, this is really weird. Hi, my name's Carrie Velor. Um, I live in Ascension Parish. I, um, I go to the Church of Sanimal, and I mentor at the Lifehouse Women. Um, today, this is very humiliating to stand up here. Um, you've already heard my fiancé speak. Um, Kratom completely ruined our life. Uh, he had been clean for almost two years from opiates, was doing great, walked into a gas station, saw that they had Kratom. It was, you know, promoting that it relieved pain, gave energy. Um, the moment he swallowed that one pill, I know that something changed in him. I saw a difference in two weeks. I started asking him, you know, are, are you back on opiates? Bought at-home drug tests because I didn't believe him because of the, the what I had seen was exactly like he was whenever he was on opiates. Okay, another person from Lifehouse, married to a person who was an addict who went to Lifehouse, and the person who went to Lifehouse, who is this person's husband, said that he wasn't doing drugs anymore, and that Kratom is the reason why he ended up there again. I'm sorry. Now, I'm done. Like, <laughs> like they're doing this to... To themselves like i'm just providing you with the dang video audio recording that they had 
Lifehouse, 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 Addict, Addict. I'm not actually addicted to anything. It was Kratom's fault. It's Kratom's fault. Um, no. And then also, just I'd like to point out the fact that everyone's argument thus far against Kratom, it's, it's all emotional. Like, you're about to ban a substance. Show me a fact. Show me a fact of why banning it makes sense. So far, none. No facts presented. You have to realize how weird that is. Next person. Good evening. My name is Matt Luno. Um, I work for the Lifehouse. I am a, um, a recovered drug addict uh, of 27 years. Um, <clears throat> Kratom. A lot of people stand here and say it's not addicting, but I, I work in recovery. And I see the many men that come through, and I hear the stories about how their life was affected by Kratom, uh, the di disasters that it's caused them, the family breakups that it's caused, and then <clears throat> the addiction itself. Um, the, we've got men there that are willing to go back to jail over it. They're willing to be homeless over it. They tell me the addiction is so strong that they can't do without it. This person, I don't, like, have... I don't have a strong opinion about this person. I mean, it seems like they have experienced a lot of people talking about this since they're working <clears throat> at Lifehouse. Again, I'm not making this stuff up. It's almost every person is from the same organization. What the heck is going on? But I, I feel like he's just not understanding that all these people are lying to him. Like, like I feel like all these people who are addicted to these different things have found an out in Ascension Parish. That's my theory. I mean, it, it just seems to align. The stars seem to align. There were a few other people that spoke. I'm not going to, to get into them. There was another one from Lifehouse, by the way. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch you can tally up. So that was the opposition. Now, I want you to listen you know, with, with all that in mind, and, and someone at the end, towards the end, spoke, like, said, all these people who are for Kratom, you know, I'd like to do a poll and see how many of them are actually from this parish. And if you're not, you know, how about you stop telling us how to, you know, live our lives? And, and what do you think about that? Well, the fact that you weren't able to bring any facts to this hearing about whether or not you should ban something in your parish makes me think that you do need a little help down there just understanding what the heck you're about to ban. So listen to the pro-Kratom side. With the juxtaposition of the anti-Kratom side coming more or less all from the same organization. So this is the pro-Kratom side, and I'll play a few of their speakers back-to-back -back and with some short snippets included. Um, I've been selling Kratom for probably about uh, four years now. And uh, on the way over here, I was watching a little uh, video of the sheriff, you know, and some of the uh, individuals speaking and things. And uh, in our area, because I can't speak for y'all's, it, it's just not a problem. It's uh, the people I see come are using it to uh, for uh, relief and pain. Some of it's for energy and things like that. Uh, my brother worked at the highest levels of the federal government uh, with the general accounting office and the pharmaceutical companies just drove him bananas all the time because they made so much money and they were so powerful. So I didn't know if it was going to end up being that uh, 
they would be behind some of this and stuff. I just wanted to come here what everybody had to say. And I know y'all got a tough issue. Everybody comes from different backgrounds and uh, we have to vote on things sometimes that we don't know a whole lot. So you got to do a lot of research. And so anyway, I appreciate everything y'all do and thank you. I lost many, many years of my life suffering from anger issues and PTSD from the tours in Afghanistan. I even lost my family, my wife, my kids, and I couldn't stand to be the person I was. I went to many rehabs, uh, and I was just pushed more drugs by the VA. About one year ago, I heard about Kratom from a coworker who said it has turned his life around from alcoholism uh, to a great family man and oil field worker. I turned away from alcohol and prescription medications and tried Kratom. Kratom changed my life almost immediately, and I stand here in front of you today with my family by my side and as a supervisor for Turner Industries. Um, Kratom doesn't destroy lives, it saves them. Actually, the only thing that ruined my life was alcohol uh, and the rehabs that pushed big pharma medications, which then spiraled into other things, which is the true issue at hand. But big pharma wants you to have a grip on, big pharma wants to have a grip on everything, keeping people in and out of rehabs, relying on their drugs, exploiting their weaknesses and addiction for monetary gain. Nickel. I am the Ascension Parish representative to the State Central Committee of the Libertarian Party of Louisiana. I use Kratom. I know numerous people that use Kratom. It's not addictive. We have an opioid problem in this country. Kratom absolutely helps people getting off of opiates. It helps with the detoxification. I will say alcohol will absolutely kill you if misused tobacco will kill you. Ibuprofen will kill you if misused. Kratom's not the problem. It is fascism and tyranny to outlaw things we disapprove of. My name is Bobby LeBlanc. I'm a business owner in Terrebonne Parish. My family has been involved in the sea store tobacco industry for nearly 40 years. I myself have been involved in all aspects of the industry for over 25 years. I've been selling Kratom for nearly 12 years, consuming it for around seven. I'm here on behalf of not just our stores, but many of stores and consumers as well. It really saddens me to know that I have to stand here before this council and speak about why we are trying to ban something that is helping the lives of millions of people around the world. But I want to thank you all for giving us this opportunity because I think Kratom debate has much been needed in our state. Kratom is a plant, a plant that sits in the same family as the coffee plant. So if we consider banning Kratom, we might want to consider banning coffee. We all know that would be devastating to Louisiana. Kratom is a wellness supplement that is taken in its pure, unadulted form, and I want to reiterate that, unadulted form has been known to really heal the body. I'm with you guys 1,000%. Removing any products, not just Kratom, that are adulterated, that have a serious effect on the human life. But when it comes to unadulterated Kratom, we need to listen. Listen to the data, the science, the personal testimonials, and not just jump to conclusion for whatever the reason may be. I get it, we all concerned. But this product is a blessing. My wife suffers from a severe Baker cyst in the back of her knee. The doctors have drained it, shot it with cortisone, even tried to remove it. Nothing's working. The cyst needs to be coming back, and it is a very horrible experience for her. The only thing we found to keep it under control is Kratom. All I can say is what a miracle. Mr. Chairman and members of the council, good evening. My name is Jeffrey Laredo. I'm an expert in addiction and related public health policy. And for 30 years, I worked for you. I retired from the Federal Civil Service in 2018. My entire career focused on addiction and mental health, and for 14 years I was a senior policy advisor to the director of the National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA. 
Tonight I'm here representing the American Kratom Association. At NIDA, I focused on a variety of science policy and communications issues and was also the Institute's liaison with the U.S. Congress. Believe me, I understand the pressures that you are under as you struggle to address drug use and addiction issues, especially the current crisis of opioid use, addiction, and overdose. I was also deeply involved in the Kratom issue. All of the things that you've heard about the federal agencies working on and arguing about from 2016 onward, I was at all of those tables. We're asking you to help your constituents by ensuring that safe, unadulterated Kratom is available and appropriately regulated. This is the key to so much of the discussion that's out there. Without regulation, and despite the AKA's best efforts, there are many adulterated products on the market, and I think you're hearing about that tonight. All of the stories you hear, and the published scientific studies and the toxicology reports bear this out. It is adulterated products that are causing harm and heartache, real harm and real heartache. Pure Kratom is not the cause of these problems. We know that any problems attributed to Kratom have been due to adulterated impure products and or polysubstance use. We know that the FDA is wrong on the science. We know what the studies have said about this, and we know that even the Drug Enforcement Administration um, has changed its tune on this. Hi, everyone. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm really sorry to hear about everyone's bad experience with Kratom. Um, and I think that's important for us to talk about. Uh, I've been using Kratom for about nine years off and on. I've been able to quit it several times with just minor symptoms similar to caffeine, like a caffeine withdrawal. And I started using it because I was a petroleum inspector, uh, driving from plant to plant to plant all along the river, up and down, day and night on an on-call schedule, which is very brutal and unnatural for somebody to have to work. And I started using it because I heard it could give me energy when caffeine didn't work for me anymore. I started using it and I was able to stay awake to drive from plant to plant. And I did have some close calls where I was falling asleep at the wheel, having to work 24, 36 hours sometimes. One of the things about the deaths and the fentanyl, I think that may be an issue of a lack of regulation and there, I think there are about, about eight states that have passed a Kratom Consumer Protection Act. And that requires manufacturers and vendors to meet certain quality standards <clears throat> and provide their own third-party lab testing and to have every, everything accurately labeled and the alkaloid contents on the bag. That, that, that makes for a much safer product. I don't know much about the extracts, but I just use the the basic leaves and the crushed up leaves and I've, I don't think I've ever spent more than about a hundred dollars every couple months. Hi, my name is Taylor Martin. Thank you all for having me tonight. I'm a mental health counselor from the state of Louisiana and uh, firsthand seeing how Kratom, the leaf of the coffee plant, uh, a leaf from the coffee family has helped a lot of people, a lot of my clients and a lot of your constituents um, recover from opiate, opioid abuse, alcohol abuse, anxiety and depression. Some of them also it's alleviated their suicidal ideation, uh, which is, you know, a main goal of us trying to treat them. Um, and, you know, some people may say, what is so helpful about people taking Kratom as a replacement for opioids or opiates or alcohol? And my response to that is, we can't treat them as mental health professionals if they're dead. Medications such as methadone, suboxone, and subutex, sometimes they're not easy to access. 
They're much harder to taper off of, and they do cause much more respiratory depression. Kratom, on the other hand, is cost-effective and available to everyone. As stated before, we just need to have some regulations to ensure that these products are safe. And this person went on to say that if this parish does go ahead and ban Kratom, and if this happens elsewhere as well, it is, in his mind, a bad decision to do that because it would likely lead down the same path as how other things have come out of banning other products, like banning marijuana. He likened that to, you know, what came out of a ban of marijuana? Spice and synthetic marijuana and all these other things that are dangerous and chemicals. And he said that if Kratom is banned, it wouldn't surprise him if, you know, soon thereafter, people are going to start selling green tea in capsules laced with fentanyl. And I think that that's a pretty good point. It would not surprise me if people started doing that. Once there's a drug or a substance or anything available to the public and you take it away, it doesn't necessarily go away. And at the very least, the demand for it doesn't necessarily go away. And something's going to fill in that void. So I thought that was an important point. There were some other speakers. I tried to include almost everyone because I wanted to make sure that you could hear a little bit from everyone. I think overall, the thing that I took away from this meeting, and by the way, there was not a vote at that time on the ordinance, but I think the thing that I took away from this meeting was, I think that it's a classic example of a lot of people not being informed of what Kratom is. I think there are a lot of emotions around this issue and that it's easy to get lost in the emotional sauce of it all. But I think that it's very obvious that fear should not dictate legislation. I think that this is one of those times where fear is dictating legislation, or at least potential legislation, and I don't think that that's the best place for it to be coming from. I also, once again, and lastly will mention, isn't it weird that everyone against Kratom minus two people are coming from the same organization? Why would that be? Why is it that all of these people, whether it's the staff at the Lifehouse Wellness Center or the people who are currently addicted to different substances and are in treatment there, how is it that all, you know, all these people have come out to this meeting to say that Kratom is the, is the, the main issue? It's the worst thing. It's worse than heroin. Come on. There's no way that they don't understand that. So anyway, I hope that this was an interesting one for you all. It was certainly interesting to watch live. And, um, you know, let's keep on keeping on. Let's see what happens. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, let's start off this week strong. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye.